Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Well, in case you were listening last time, yeah, welcome back to Old Men on the Mountain, a podcast where myself, Craig Massey, and Jim Hall, Hi. my confidant and longtime friend, tell stories that we might one day tell our kids. Each week, usually, we have a guest. This week, happens we happen to have a guest. <laughs> uh, Lucas Phelan. Yay! Hi! He's joining us for episode 13. Oh, Whoa! <laughs> Unlucky 13. Wait, I didn't, I didn't know it was episode 13. I think I'm... I don't know how I feel about this. Well, well we could... We could just cut it off. 14, but I don't really want to do that. No. You know that's what they do Same in building. old apartment buildings? I know. Yeah, there's no 13th floor. It's weird. Yeah. People are crazy. and superstitious, but, but not I. I will not stay. you. you are, I will stay. I will commit. You are a brave man. A brave man. Yes. Cheers. 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 We're drinking beers. Cheers for beers. Mm-hmm. So, anything, anything interesting going on today with you fellas? I did my taxes today. That was sort of interesting. Mm-hmm. Don't even give us a chance to answer. Why don't you? Well, I'm just giving you an example. Mm-hmm. What I about you? <laughs> I, I didn't I do that. my taxes, but uh, I will eventually. How how does it feel to be getting older and, and saying without irony or or humor that doing our taxes was actually an interesting thing? Well, it, um, it was ironic. I hated it. Yeah. Oh, really? It was boring. I was listening to a podcast at the same time, though. They had to stop because I wasn't really reading the forms anymore. I was on TurboTax, like, basically being next, next. Like, wait, I should probably read this stuff. Like, I don't... I don't at know. the same time, though, before we started today's podcast, we spent quite some time talking about your taxes and uh, Craig's... Uh, uh, what is it? That you, 401k. 401k. I was going to say IRA. That's, that's doing quite well. 401k. And uh, uh, we definitely care enough to talk about it. Like, the conversation doesn't die when someone says... Who do you go to to get your taxes done? That's true. Yeah. And really, it's... We're old men! <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Boy, about your taxes? I'd love to hear about it! <laughs> we're telling stories, we're going to tell our kids, we're going to do our taxes! <laughs> get a Roth IRA! <laughs> There's no one doing my taxes! <laughs> it's a bull market, it's a bear market! <laughs> I mean, pick an animal, and stick with it! <laughs> oh, nice. Perfectly mother. bull. Here's in different news. I got my Xbox back after Yay. a good eight nine months of procrastination of getting it fixed, and I did it. He finally did it. I got he, it, and I can play video games. He's enjoying a lovely game about modern warfare. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. It looked looked pretty fun the from what se- I saw. The sequel. Yes. Even more. It's called even more modern warfare. Yes, yeah, more modern. In fact, futuristic. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. I bet there is some sort of plot there that's weirdly futuristic. Mm-hmm. It's a video game. Not to nerd out more, but I would assume there's got to be some sort of Cylon thing in the game, right? <laughs> I, uh, one can only hope, but maybe you wouldn't know that you're a Cylon. Oh, wow, the that's the you know, twist. That's the twist. I, sh- I shouldn't have ruined oh, it for you. Actually. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I'm looking to buy God of War 3 this week. I know. I think I mentioned it earlier in an earlier podcast, but I still have not gotten it yet. But I, I think I will, because I'm... I'm really dying to play it. I'll be updating everybody all about it. Oh, yeah. also, I'd you, like to jump back it. in time in our conversation a little bit. Yep. And not to be snarky, but I love it how Craig qualified his statement by saying not to get a little nerdy, and then proceeded to get supremely nerdy. 
Well, that's what I said because I knew I was going to get nerdy. But in his defense, it is. Uh, oh, I'm upset about. I'm upset at your words, Lucas. But video games are getting to the point where they're not really for nerds anymore. They're just. It's the actually the most money making form of entertainment of 2009. It beat films, made more money. Anyway, this just shows where we're all headed. Exactly where we've all gone. interactive entertainment, virtual reality. Mm-hmm. I just thought I'd bust your chops because I I just wanted to join in on on the spirit of this. Yes. Podcast. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah, Lucas is nothing. Still here. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> all busting. And we are recording. Yes. Um, and I would like to say thank you very much, gentlemen, for uh, having me on today, even if I was your plan B. He was. I, ha- I have to say, I feel like the, uh, the slightly ugly fat <laughs> chick at the bar that you you got really. Yeah, we got drunk. shut down earlier. The girl we really wanted. And we're like, well, chill, dude. And you sat at the bar and you're like, well,. <laughs> I'm not there yet, but maybe two or three more beers. Yeah, yeah. And it'll be wow. perfectly fine. That's so weird because Lucas kind of hit the situation like right in the nose. I know. We <laughs> talked about it earlier. <laughs> yeah, we're like, like oh. well, we don't, you know, Greg is I don't want to just go home alone. I don't want, <laughs> so. I don't want to interview Lucas, but maybe two or three more beers and it'll be okay. Maybe. Well, it will be okay, even though you were actually plan C. Ooh. I don't want to get technical about it. We made a couple of calls, and one one person didn't pick up, and one person said no. And we came to Jim, you. I don't believe so, you. Who, no, was, you who was plan A or B? I don't want. Wasn't great. I don't like to air the dirty laundry on the podcast. <laughs> Let's be honest. Greg was sick, and Lucas was the second call. Yes, the okay. second, like the second person called after after we talked to Greg, and he was. Sick. And to be fair, but you were going to be on the show eventually. Which is that Greg got sick this yeah. week? Yeah, and we should we should talk about that. The fact that Greg's sick? No, um, that I was going to be on the show eventually. Uh, one thing that occurred to me uh, at, after I got the phone call from Craig that I was going to be on the podcast is I've started doing uh, an interview series of my own. Uh, as you guys have both been on it already. Yes, it's, it's mm-hmm. much different in format to this. Uh, I started it. Um, Oh, five years ago, it's kind of an archival series where I interview each of my good friends one-on-one and, and we share a beverage, which they pick, because uh, I just think that's, that's a nice way to hang yeah, out with someone. Yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, it's it's much different. It's it's Usually they last two hours or plus, yeah, yeah. and we talk about personal stuff. It's intended for, for private consumption at this point. So you'll just, never hear it. <laughs> you guys listening to it, will probably you, never hear it. I may come back and ask right. for your permission. Anyway... Um, the, the reason why I bring it up is since you two have both been on it and you have your own podcast, yeah. mm-hmm. that, that, that seems like there would be some area of discussion in there. We could talk about the different stuff, especially since I've not been a guest on this, well, but we, you both have been guests on mine. Let's talk about that at the end. Okay. Let, let, let's take a break and yeah. then do a story after the break. Then, then if we have time, we'll talk about yeah. it. Yeah. We're telling stories. Okay. All right. We'll see. We'll be back in a second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that little musical interlude. I know I did. It is now time for Lucas Phelan to tell us, uh, regale us with a story from his sordid past. Take it away. Oh dear, sordid past. Um, this story actually probably goes along with that sordid past. Um, kind of funny to, to think that this story would be uh, fitting in with the tales you might want to tell your children. I don't think this would be the first kind of story that would come to mind for most people. Oh, of course. Uh, it involves the police. Uh, I've told it, I think, to most of my friends. 
and I was sort of surprised that Jim uh, had never heard it before. Anyway, uh, the story is about me uh, two weeks before my 16th birthday, which is significant, as I mentioned to police, and you, you now know why. Okay. Um, uh, I was with a bunch of my uh, high school chums. Hooligans. Hooligans. They were freaking hooligans. Quick aside, but, like, half those dudes, like, turned out to be, like, severe drug users. Really? It's kind of phenomenal. Like, I'm, no. I'm talking coke and crack and heroin. Like, not... Like- not even kidding. Drugs with a capital D. Yes, this drugs with a capital D. No, no, I or uh, crystal. What was crystal? I wouldn't. I I don't know. Well, okay. Let me put it to you this way. One of the fellows that was among this motley crew uh, spent the better part of a year train hopping and taking acid six to seven times a day. Oh, well, that works out pretty good. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, he looks completely different. Now it's really strange. Like his skin color changed, and Here. I don't. I mean, I have no idea if that's well, a result of well, with uh, the train hop. The you acid. get a lot of sun. <clears throat> well, his his skin lightened. I guess that hmm. makes sense. Then anyway, um, so uh, we're hanging out at my uh, good friend at the time, Ian Oxer's house. He lives in downtown Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Uh, I believe the neighborhood is Borum Hill or Cobble Hill. It's one of those. It's near Brooklyn Heights. Uh, it's kind of unique. His street, uh, he, his, his house is kind of amazing, actually. It was an old church. His parents are really interesting people. His mom's an artist. His father does some some interesting uh, stuff in finances. And I don't really know much more than that, so hmm. I won't Lehman get Brothers? into it. Yeah, he works with the Lehman Brothers. He spent the better part of the last decade in China. Hmm. Hmm. Ian is actually in China too, right now. Oh, weird, weird stuff. He's kind of a crazy family. Um, Subprime mortgages. We used to hang out there all the time. Subprime mortgages. I, I I have no idea. I'm legitimately not going to speculate. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm assuming he's the start of the financial collapse. I've always gotten on with Ian. We we never had a falling out or anything like that. He's a good man. If I ever bumped it, I think the last time I saw him was like four or five years ago. We had a beer together. He's he was a good man. One of my one of my good friends. One of my best friends for for like two or three years in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so yeah, their house is an old church that they had converted, and we used to go there and hang out a lot after high school's over and play like four player Goldeneye. Oh yes, yeah, indeed. And you get that stack level. Yeah. Stack with grenade launchers. Our listeners are familiar with the Golden Eye. We've talked about that several oh, times. Oh, oh man. man. I, I want to buy uh, an N64 just for Golden Eye and Mario Kart. Well, oddly enough, I've heard that Golden Eye nowadays is virtually unplayable. When you go back and play really? it again, compared. Anyway, it doesn't neither here me. nor there. doesn't surprise me. Well, maybe it's better off. My memory lives. Yeah, exactly. Um, that, I mean, yeah, this family is crazy. I have lots of crazy stories that involve Ian Oxer. Um, Maybe the craziest stories of my entire life come from that period of time hanging out with him for whatever whatever reason. Anyway, so yeah, stories that your kids would want to hear. The only reason why I would consider this to be a story uh, maybe worthy, not well, uh, worthy is the wrong word, but uh, but decent enough to tell is because uh, it also involves my mom. So she would be the only person I would really be worried about offending, and she. Already knows what happened. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Well, it's good to, you know, full disclosure with your mom. Uh, Twas a day like any other. 
Uh, except we got out of school early that day. And it was snowing. And <laughs> it might have been snowing. Um, uh, I had spent the night before at Ian's place uh, for whatever reason. Um, probably just because we were hanging out and I didn't want to go all the way back to Staten Island because uh, the commute was long and terrible. Mm-hmm. And uh, on our way into school that morning, we are on the train, uh, the, the C train, going up 8th Avenue. And he starts giggling out of nowhere and slapping his leg like that, like giggling. And I'm like, what the fuck? Can I, can I curse him? Oh, of course, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, dude. He's like, listen to that. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Listen to that, and of course I'm like, "What the hell is going on here?" He's mm-hmm. and and then then I heard it. It was a distinct melody. It was a four-bar riff that the train made every single time it came to a stop. Oh, weird! Really, weird. like from the metals, like from the metals grinding like, or whatever. Ooh, it was ooh, literally ooh. like do 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 do. Weird. Mm. Um, and which that song eventually got turned in, uh, that song, that melody got turned into a, a hardcore song by Ian <laughs> and my friend Jake when they formed a band um, called Screaming Train. Anyway, hmm. uh, when school ended early that day, myself and like six of us went, we had nothing, we had nothing to do. So we decided to find this train because no one else believed him. He had like told this story to a bunch of our friends, and they were like, bullshit, you know, like, that's ridiculous, yeah. like, you're just hearing Trains things. don't make music, <laughs> Ian. But, but they do. <laughs> and this one was, was also, was melodic and percussive at the same mm. time. It was crazy. Wow. Um, so, so this is what we did. We went, and we, we did something, and then we went to the train, to 14th Street Station, because you could get the express train or the local train on either side. And it might pop up. And we spent like 90 minutes to two hours waiting for this train to come. And just like <laughs> running up and down the station and doing like dumb shit. Like right. They were doing graffiti, whatnot. Um, vandalism. Vandalism. We finally get on the train. We take it back to Brooklyn. Everyone's dancing around. We have a little tape recorder with us. Other illegal acts are done. Yeah. Um, probably not by me. Well... Um, illegal acts. What, like murdering people? Um, purse thievery? Yeah, mugging. Like, <laughs> I will say that we did things. on this very trip find a police officer and then proceed to ask him what would happen if you went on a talk show and talked about murdering someone. And he said, "Oh, what would be the the law? Yeah, what would be the law?" And he's like, "You go to fucking jail if they could convict you. If they could convict you." Um, so get back to Brooklyn. Just a weird day. Stuff is, like, popping back into my brain at this point. Anyway, so we're hanging out in Brooklyn, and uh, we want to hang out elsewhere, I guess, because his parents were around that day, and uh, that didn't seem to be a suitable place for us to truly relax. Yes. Mm -hmm. We wanted to relax elsewhere uh, and really feel like we could be ourselves. By this time, it had gotten dark out, uh, and Ian knew the perfect place for us to go to. And that was the roof of the gymnasium of an elementary school, not uh, three blocks from his house. Can I stop you just one second? Yes. So the train that you took back was the actual train that made the music noise? Yes. Okay. I guess I, I rushed the end of that story because I didn't sound as entertaining. 
as it did in my head. But yes, Just, we found you found the was, okay. okay. We and it was it was actually the the end of it was we were on one platform and we saw we were on the downtown platform and we saw it going uptown or something. Okay. So we had to run and like one person grabbed the door with their fingernail or something and we got on the train at the last second. Something kind of ridiculous. Success. Like it was success. It was okay. kind of a great payoff. They all heard the melody. I'm sure the tape survived somewhere today. And uh, of course, so back we're we're in Brooklyn, and uh, Ian is telling us that we can go to the roof of this elementary school, and I mean, of course we're skeptical. We're like, dude, it's downtown Brooklyn. Like, are you sure? Like, he's like, I go up there all the time. He's like, even my dad knows I go up there. It's totally fine. I'm like, yeah, but it's usually just you. Right. Like seven of us. <laughs> yeah. It's one um, thing just gazing at the stars by yeah. yourself and doing whatever you're doing up there, but yeah. it's another thing to have a group of seven pre-16-year-olds. You'd think that, well, no, you wouldn't. Of course, we're 15. What the hell would we think about that? I think there was one, I think Jake was the only skeptic. I was. I didn't have enough of a backbone to stand up for like six right. other kids. I was going to do whatever the hell they wanted to do, mm-hmm. short of murdering someone. Right, because if you get in trouble, you get in trouble together. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're not. I don't know. So uh, we are nervously walking to this elementary school. We get to the elementary school, and I mean, I guess there's just really that. Th- there's no backing out at this point, you know, because he's gung ho and he's like willing to do this kind of stuff without thinking about yeah. it. I mean, all you're doing is going on the roof. No, you that's not work. all we were doing. Oh. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, we all say to this day that the whole thing would have been not a problem had we not been with the seventh and perhaps most portly member of our crew, oh. a fellow by the name of Mike House. Great name. Appropriate name, yeah. Amazing name. But not, not he's tall. He's probably like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, Definitely not fat. He, he, I think he was, he was bigger when he was a kid. Yeah. But he just, he had a little something, actually. He's like probably as, as big of, as any of us are now. Yeah. But like 6'4", and just kind of not the athletic type. Dude made a shitload of noise. I mean, I think he fell down like three or four times. He's the last person to climb the fence to get up to this one-story building. I mean, which actually, I was kind of hoping that when we got there, it would be like, oh, there's no way that we can get up there. It'll be too hard. But it was really pretty easy. Right, right. Climb this little fence, grab this tree branch, you know, and hoist yourself up. And then once one person was up there, they could reach down and, like, roll right. other people You up. couldn't use to, like, I don't know, guys, it's dangerous. They're like, fuck you, it's not dangerous. Yeah. Get up here, come on. Yeah. No, let's again, go. it, it would have... Come on, pussy, let's go. We're going to the roof. It would have been too easy to have been bullied for any of us to back out. Yeah. So we didn't. And uh, so we're up on this roof, and it's kind of amazing, actually. I don't know what your uh, schoolyard days were like playing, like, stickball or dodgeball or or with a tennis ball or one of those little rubber yep. yellow balls. But you know how they all ended up on the roof somehow. Like there was always some douchebag who tried to throw as high as he could. Yeah, because you'd mm-hmm. huck it onto the roof. Yes. <laughs> or chuck it, as yeah. some would say. You'd chuck it at someone, then you'd huck you'd, it. Yeah, huck it. Roof. Yeah, huck it over the roof. Yeah. Well, so, you know, everyone imagines, like, what would it be like? You know, could you guys play play suicide? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 That, and that was, like, oftentimes where the ball would be, like, roofed. Oh, yeah. I was, Roof it! Yeah. <laughs> Roof it! I always thought that was a dumb strategy because if you didn't roof it, someone was going to catch it and you got to get pegged. Yeah, like, that's that was true. the whole point. Oh, when the nerd brought his ball in and at the end of the read, he's like, oh, roof it. Yeah. <laughs> that Aww. happened a lot too. So that you can imagine that it would be many a youth from the 80s dream to get up on the roofs mm-hmm. of one of these buildings. Well, I was up on the roof of one of these buildings and it was everything 
That was promised and more. Really? Like, literally, like, hundreds. I would assume they clean those balls off. I actually you know, I, I rode my bike out behind our grade school one time when the janitor was cleaning it all. Oh, really? Just throwing them off. I was like, holy oh, shit! Yeah. <laughs> like, they think they do it once a year. Like, balls everywhere. Yeah. Sky <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Life's been uh, downhill ever since. <laughs> but maybe you could get back to that roof one day. Just yeah. maybe. Just think about it. In my mind's eye, <laughs> yeah. made chance. So you're up on the roof. Balls everywhere. Balls everywhere. I mean, we're just having... It's a paradise. We've, like... Again, we're 15. I'm two weeks from turning 16. This becomes important later. I've mentioned that before. Yeah. Um, We're just fucking... We we have forgotten that we were doing something, like, terribly illegal. And we're just having a good time. We're, like, throwing balls everywhere. Like, just going nuts. Having having a good time. So, we've been up there, I don't know, not that long, probably. Maybe half hour. Maybe 45 minutes. And most of us are kind of huddled together on one side the roof kind of near where we climbed up and ian is off in his own world uh on the other side of the roof like running around doing cartwheels and other shit because he just is kind of like he can't sit still um he comes like running back to us uh as fast as he can like with the look of fear right in his eyes and we just have no idea what to make of it because it's not above him to like do something weird or pull a prank or something, and he's just kind of waving at us, like, frantically, like... <laughs> like uh, he was on a Thanksgiving Day parade. <laughs> but terrifying. But terrifying. Yeah. Santa Claus is coming! <laughs> <laughs> and he's not happy! <laughs> and he's wearing blue, and he's got a gun! <laughs> oh, so Santa Claus turned out get. to be police officers, of course. Oh. Okay. Ian sees two squad cars of NYPD on the far side of the roof. Like, and they're parked, and cops are standing outside of them, and he's running at us like, we have to get out of here now. I just saw cops on the other side of the building. Yeah. And we're like, holy fucking shit. They know we're up here. Fucking terrified. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't don't even think we processed that. Like, he he just said he saw two two cars full of cops, and there were cops right on the street. Yeah. And we had to get out of here now. And I was, like, hoping to God. I'd never, obviously, had an... Well, that's obviously... uh, Right. Um, You're a good kid. I'm a good kid. Yeah. Um, ironically, two two weeks to the day before that event, uh, Ian and Jake got arrested for trespassing. Oh, uh, <laughs> on a roof, on a roof, <laughs> on a roof in Manhattan. Uh, after uh, a friend of ours had a party at his band's practice space, and we all went out on the roof, and they got locked out there. Oh, really? Oh, I was kidding. <laughs> no, that, that, that actually oh, happened. Okay. Oh, so they learned from their mistakes. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh dear. Oh, it was bad. They were with a girl. She cried. Yeah. Their parents felt yeah, bad. They got ice cream on the way home. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that makes it better. So Ian runs up to us, and he's like, we have to get out of here now. And we all just, like, started freaking out. Like, if you thought you were a badass, your inner coward is revealed. Yeah, when yeah, yeah. Lisa brought into the equation, and you were oh, 15. Yeah. It was kind of, it's funny to think back on it now, but we started squealing like little girls. At least nobody cried. Nobody cried. Uh, anyway, so we creep along the wall and we're like, "Well, don't, don't, don't rush up quickly because what if there's cops down there?" And um, oh dear, sure enough, uh, my friend Sam, who's the most punk rocking kid of all time, like looking dude, like you know, eighteen thousand spikes in four different colors and hair and ripped clothing and like totally like punk rock, like manic panic, manic panic. <laughs> Hair dye is a topic. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, he lifts up his head and uh, spotlights start blazing and cops start shouting and they are screaming at us. Scream, motherfuckers. Fucking stay right fucking there. Like, Whoa. going, like, oh, they're, oh. they're hyped up and... And, I mean, it's kind of a blur at this point, but, like, they, they start calling for us to come down and, like, putting... They're like, put your hands up. Right, up right. Slowly, put your hands up. All that, like, shit for real. And they 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 get us to come down one by one. And I, when I get to the ledge of the roof and I look up, and I'm not even kidding, there was 20 to 25 police officers. Wow! What the hell did they think which, was going on? Half of which had guns ready. Wow. The other half was like flashlights, couple on walkie-talkies. I mean, like, legitimately the most horrifying scene for a 15-year-old. Oh, city. God, yeah, totally. Um, I don't know if my mom actually knows that part of the story. Well, <laughs> you didn't get shot. So that's uh, well, I presume. Continue telling. Oh, if only I got shot for the sake of the story. Yeah. Didn't get shot. Not on that night. Um, but yeah, no, they and then your other buddy, Timothy McVeigh, <laughs> came out here. Never friends with Timothy McVeigh. Though I will say, I was in Oklahoma the day of the bombing. Weird. Oh gosh. Wow. That's ironic. Hey. Or not, I guess, coincidentally. Hey. Yeah. I was also in New York the day of the World Trade Center bombing, the first one. Wow. I was in Boston for the 9-11. And you're going to be in L.A. for the big earthquake, probably. In though I, did, I, did buy, I bought earthquake insurance. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, like two days ago. You're dumb! Doesn't kick in until the... Doesn't kick in until the 19th! <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> we'll keep our fingers crossed. Yeah. There's a moratorium on insurance. <laughs> when other earthquakes go off, they might! <laughs> um, so the cops pull us down. I mean, and I'm just... I'm, like, shivering at this point. Like, I am fucking terrified. Like, every, every possibly hilarious scenario has run through my head. I'm going to go to jail for 10 years. I'm, oh, never, yeah. I'm never going to get into college. Like, I'm never... Yeah, this is I, it. This is the one moment in my life <laughs> I changed everything. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. I was just is like, stupid, stupid, stupid. Like, you should have... You didn't feel good about going up on the roof. Yeah. You, you should have listened to it. You should have listened. listened. You knew in your head that you were never, ever going to kiss a girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my it. God. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, you know what? I think I remember at the time being like, well... I haven't gotten laid yet, but I've been naked with a girl, and that's pretty cool. Like, definitely, <laughs> yes. like, your life like is, your sexual life is flashing before <laughs> your eyes. <laughs> every 16-year-old guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and oh, no! To compound it's mostly it. fantasy. It's my dude. It's mostly fantasy-based. <laughs> oh, to compound it, um, when they brought each one of us down, they, you know, they immediately patted us down and cuffed us. And before they patted you down, they were like, do you have any weapons on you? Tell us now. And so I'm like, no, I don't have any. I'm like, no, no, I don't have any weapons. Like, yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't really talking. I was yeah, kind of like, mm. you know, shaking yeah. my head at this point. I had a little pocket knife. Totally forgot about it. Oh, shit. And cops know how to exploit that stuff. Well, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. Um, they said, this one's gone. This one's gone. And they grabbed me. And like three cops, like, like they passed me. They grabbed my arms and sent me like from one to the next, shuffling down the line. All of my friends, and I'm passing all of my friends who are kneeled on the ground with their, uh, like, execution style. Wow. Like, with their hands oh, cuffed behind their backs, like, kneeling on the ground, happen? looking at the floor. There's a whole row of them. And they put me, like, 20 feet away from the group, like, up against the wall. Wow. Um, Did you yell out Attica? 
That's what I would have done. Oh dear. Oh man. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. So so all the stuff that we just talked about. I was thinking that before. Yeah. They they caught a, me with a yeah. knife. And now you now you're yeah okay. And worse. so now it's Going like even life. worse. And I'm just I'm like yeah everything. Everything is gone. I'm never going to yep. get a job. My my mother is going to like be depressed and like die of a heart attack because her poor son got thrown in jail for life at 15. Well, poor um, her. Poor her. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, some of my other friends uh, who had had run-ins with the law before, besides Ian and Jake, and who got busted. What's that? And Timothy McVeigh. Sorry, I was Timothy trying to make that joke. Yeah, I apologize. This is serious, okay? No, I'm going to be quiet. Uh, Ian starts screaming at us, don't say anything oh, just God. starts yelling like, don't say anything don't, don't say be a anything. snitch dude and i was like i was like i was like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I was like what snitches. does he mean like you know don't tell them like what we're doing up there like, i was like i didn't quite process it he came i was like what did you mean by that later on he's like no literally i meant don't say anything like, like not a word say you know tell them your name that's it don't name ranking serial else. number man and i was yeah. like wow that's oh yeah decent enough advice i guess if you're doing actual crime yeah you don't want to admit anything. You have the right to remain silent. Yeah. Now these these kids like literally these friends of mine and you you guys like you know if if I wasn't known to like severely exaggerate things you probably wouldn't believe me. I mean maybe I am I don't know. Um, but these friends of mine like were their their idea of a good time even then was to go out at like two or three in the morning and run through the subway tunnels of New York going what they called bombing which meant graffiti. Yeah, bombing all lines, man. Yeah, I've seen Star Wars. I know all about it. Well, these dudes, these dudes were, that's what they, you know, so like they, you know, they've been busted for all kinds of stuff. I mean, and like a lot of them went on to, you know, have many more troubles and drunk driving incidents and and petty thefts. Hanging out in the roof was the least of their problems. Getting getting into fights and shit like that. Um, So, uh, you know, they, so we were all in a row, we're all down on the ground talking shit to all of us i mean they're literally they are just saying like the nastiest you know when, when cops do this you know i understand now back then i was pissed but i understand now that you get pretty hyped up yeah um uh to go do this kind of stuff and like so just words start flying but it was like the nastiest most foul cruel language ever directed at other humans that i've ever witnessed firsthand like, well i mean you were hanging out on a roof i know so, so you know we were just maybe you deserved it a little bit. We we're just terrible. Uh, anyway, so these cops proceed to find out that not one of us is of adult age. Not one. I, two weeks from my sixteenth birthday, am the closest to adult age. Ah. Um, and Mike House, who is a little bit bigger than us, also had was able to grow a full beard at the time. Amazingly, yeah, he was fourteen. Wow, full beard. Uh, and they, they were like, they did not believe that he was. Younger than eighteen, I mean, sixteen is considered an adult. Yeah, yeah. For, for purposes kind of, stuff, of being yeah. arrested. Yeah. Um. Uh. They, but they were just like so upset and disappointed. That was the thing that really pisses me off in retrospect. That that they were pissed off that not one of us could go to jail for for all their troubles. Not know? even juvie. We could have gone to juvie, which they said would have been worse. They, in fact, they taunted the hell out of us. They really fucking did, man. Maybe they scared they, straight. They were, yeah, they're, they're talking yeah, to yeah. they're talking to to Sam, the, the kid who popped up first, who had like the most punk rock member of the team. 
Uh, and they were like, dude, we spent, we sent you one night to spa for a year coming back. What do they do to kids like you up there? Like, uh, <laughs> that, for that kind of shit. Like, yeah. they, they will fucking ass rape you, you know? Right. They will kill you. They will use their fingernails and they will rip your goddamn heart out. That kind of shit. Yeah, like, you yeah. Don't, you don't know, you know the difference when you're, you know, 15 when a cop's saying that. God. I think Sam was like point. 13 at the time. Like... He was young. Yeah, yeah. You know, like he, had, I think he was a freshman in high school. I, I was on my way to either being like a junior, I think it was at the end of sophomore year. Um, yeah, he never talked any ever, ever again after that. <laughs> he never did speak much. Man, no. I mean, nasty shit. So, um, they haul us off to down to the station, and, you know, we go through the whole thing. Fingerprinted, get our pictures taken. Nice. Get thrown in a holding cell. Um, thankfully we had it to ourselves and, and that was only because we were all minors. Turns out the big, like, you know, the twist or whatever you want to call it is the reason why there were so many cops with guns and all that is because, uh, apparently people had been breaking into that elementary school on a semi-regular basis oh. over a period of months. One of the neighbors saw us on the roof. Thought you might be and the... thought yeah. we were them. Um... So they were ready to like bust us, like right. Mackie style. Oh yeah, so oh, they, yeah. They, they had cops adrenaline's like, oh, this is my big break. I'm yeah. chief by next decade. No, they're like, <laughs> like they got this. They clearly I'm tried make by next month. <laughs> yeah. They clearly like tried to get these guys a couple of times, and it didn't work. And they were pissed, and they were ready to take right. their anger out on them. Right. And when this it, is it? When it turned out to be a bunch of fucking snotty. 15 and 14 year olds who couldn't even go to jail for the night that they like you know I'm sure the paperwork was much worse they had to like sit and babysit us you know they couldn't like leave us unsupervised they couldn't put us in harm's way and this is yeah. down, this is downtown Brooklyn this is not exactly like a place where where this doesn't happen all the time they, they don't have room for punks like us yeah yeah you know and they know like looking at us a bunch of white kids like you know from upper middle class families that if they put right. us in certain cells and like not to be racial but you know you put us in, in cells with people, uh, and we, we would have been bruised. Yeah, they don't want to be responsible up. for some kids that were ultimately just dicking around, right. getting their asses kicked. I mean, you didn't... Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know, so, I mean, thankfully, at this point in time, things relax. One thing that pops out that I forgot is that Mike, because he was so punk rock, like, he just walk around and, like, ripped up crappy old dickies. And, like, when they would fall apart, he was a source of pride for him not to repair them, really, or buy new ones, but he would put, like, safety pins in them to hold them together. Oh, yes. And his pants were just constantly falling down because of obvious reasons. And uh, this happened as we were walking to the (laughs) station, (laughs) and he had to get two police officers to hold his pants up while they were walking (laughs) in. Oh, that's Uh, embarrassing. (laughs) It was pretty funny. Um... So we get to the station and the taunting continues. You know, this is when they're talking to us about Spotford and like, you guys are lucky that you, you know you you know you guys wish that you were adults right now because you know Spotford is way worse. We're gonna send you up to the Bronx and you're gonna you're gonna die. You know, like, yeah, we're sending you to Rikers, of, man. Oh, Rik- no, they said Rikers would be like a bed and breakfast compared to Spotford. Oh no, because Rikers like adults like aren't. Aren't as likely to do crazy shit as kids are. Like, huh. and think about kids in prison who are doing crazy enough shit to get there. Like, you don't have, your brain literally has not matured enough 
to like think out reasonable. You will do crazy shit, and violent offenses are much more likely in Spotford than huh. than Rikers. So think about that, and that's the kind of shit that they were telling. Man, us. you just scared me straight. Yeah, I'm never going to do Except any. I'm never going to travel to New York. And but you're crime. too old to go to Spotford. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, we'll be fine now. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Go to Rikers. Okay, good. Oh, it's a bed and breakfast business. <laughs> All right. The plan's on, Jay. Let's do it. Okay, the thing Ooh. we talked about? Oh, yeah. We're doing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, okay. So, the story's almost over. Uh, so, we're in there, and they start calling our parents, because they, like, literally, they don't want to deal with the paperwork of, like, keeping us overnight. And I just think, like... You know, at a certain point, like, you know, when they calm down and the adrenaline stopped rushing, they're like, oh, these are just... Little punk kids who were just, you know, climbing on the roof. They weren't doing anything. They didn't find anything. I, when we were there, I remember they taunted us. They were like, we found some tools up there. We're going to bust y'all, you know. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Crap like that. And, like, they found nothing. And, like, it was very clear that we were not up there doing any kind of anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they started calling our parents to come pick us up. You know, it's Friday night. It's, like, midnight. You know, like. Think about how unhappy your parents are. Oh, God, yeah. Getting a phone call from the police at midnight. You know, like, my mom is in bed by 9 o'clock. Couldn't she have just stayed in and watched TGIF on ABC? Now you're describing my, my 25-year-old life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> um, and my 5-year-old life. Yeah, so, I'll you know, yeah, skips a decade. Yeah, so maybe yeah. 35, I'll be out getting arrested again. <laughs> Probably. Who knows? Probably. Um, you know, and... And they start going through everyone's names. They call Sam's mom, and she starts bawling on the phone. You know, because the first thing they say is, Hi, you know, Mrs. Blah, blah, blah. This is Officer Smith. And then, you know, what's the first thought every that goes through every parent's mind? Is, your son's dead. Your son yeah. is dead. Yeah. yeah. So the cops are like, you know, they're, they're obviously pissed. They're taking it out on us. They put it on the phone. <laughs> Listen to this. Listen to what you do with your mother. It's kind of smart, though. I can kind of weirdly respect that. Yeah. You know what I mean? They know what they're doing. That's not, it, oh, they know they know yeah. what they're doing. And and this is not... They're not playing around. Like, they, they're dealing with the worst kind of people who, you know, will, will do terrible shit. So, you know, I can't really hold it against them except, like, some in some areas, you know, they were... I, I guess had they known, you know, initially who they were dealing with, they would not have been the way they were, but whatever. Anyway, they shouldn't have waterboarded you. Yeah, that's that's the end result. And we you have new what? legislation going through making that not possible. So, no, the the worst part of it was not the waterboarding, but the giant atomic wedgies. Oh, yeah. Or nuclear yeah. wedgies, whatever you want to call them. Do they hang you from a hook by your underwear? Is that terrible? That's awful. Wow. Oh. Don't walk su- with a limp. But you survived, and Mrs. Um, Mrs. Phelan was not too upset. No, me. she was pissed. Well, yeah. Like, she had to come, the, the very last part of the story, and, and uh, who was it? One person, they couldn't call their mother, but Ian's parents came and they vouched for that person, so they were able to take them. And mine, of course, was the last person to come, because I grew up in Staten Island. Everyone else was from Brooklyn or Manhattan, so their parents didn't take them very long to come get them. Um, it took my mom a long time to get there there for like a half hour by myself uh not feeling good about things nope and she finally came and grabbed me we got the wrong directions we ended up driving into manhattan um is like you know cursing at me crying hysterically cursing and crying like alternately all the way home. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's my boy yeah, yeah. no that's that's infuriating 
Yeah, well, that it's unfortunate, but at least, I mean, I think that, well, I guess I can't say that it ended as good as it could, because <laughs> you could have just gotten away with it, but no, it, really, at least it wasn't any permanent repercussions, it, it, you know, it just kind of ended. Yeah, it would have, if know? I, if I was 16, if it was two weeks later, um, it would have been, it would have been this much worse. I would have had to spend the night in jail. I would have been the only one out of seven kids that had wow. to spend the night in jail. And just think about think yeah. about spending the night in jail, like for for something like that. That's oh, insane. Yeah. You know, in downtown Brooklyn, like yeah. I would have been, it would have been awful. It would have been so bad. I mean, you wouldn't have slept. Obviously, you would have just been standing in a corner, bug eyed. I would have been. I would have been traumatized to a certain degree. I legitimately think that Probably, I would have been kind yeah. of fucked up mm-hmm. for a little while after that. Um, but I wasn't, thankfully. Um, you know, beyond that, the only the only. Good thing to come out of that whole story is the fact that it is was a pretty cool story in some. Yeah, at the end of the regards. day, I guess that's the only thing is that I can say, you know what, kids? At one point in my life, I was a badass, <laughs> Good a reluctant badass. Yeah, <laughs> when I was fifteen. Oh uh, yeah, I was hanging out on top of the gymnasium. Yeah, I got arrested <laughs> three times in high school. Wow, gosh, yeah. that, that was you the, were a bad kid. That was the best one. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> What's good here? Did you hear who has... T- well, you know, we used to go to, like, shows every Friday right, yeah, and Saturday yeah. night. We drank alcohol. We were underage. We used to walk around Manhattan with supersized McDonald's cups filled with 40s. <laughs> wow. Because you couldn't walk around Manhattan with a 40. You still can't. You still can't. <laughs> at, at, at any, anywhere, really. Not only were you <laughs> badass, you were a classy bunch. And, see, and a scoff <laughs> yeah, scofflaw. Well, um, let's let's take a quick break. Mm-hmm. But that that was a harrowing tale. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll be in that. We'll be back. Welcome back, and come on, Shay, friends. Jim Hall is here. Tell us a story from his past. This is actually a story from all of our past. And it's not so much of a story, it's more of just kind of painting a picture of something that people have often dreamed about. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. And <laughs> when you I... say all of our past, do you mean like all three of us or everyone, all of us? Like the, I mean, the all proverbial three, all of all us. All three of us. All three okay. of us. Hey, okay. you were all involved. I thought you were going to tell a story that was like, you know, offered something about the human condition. Well, it's sort of in a in a weird way. It does not from the Bible. Okay. okay. So, as you guys know, or you guys in the room, and some of you listening know that ever since we've been in LA, and it's been six years now, we always do Thanksgiving here for the people that don't have a chance to go home. Mm -hmm. That includes me every year so far because it's so close to Christmas. There's no point. And Craig and myself every year. Exactly. East Coast expats. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's always really fun, and it, you know, it kind of we're getting bigger and bigger every year. It used to always be at Lucas's house. He lived with Dara and Greg, mm-hmm. and uh, who was option A for this week. Yep. By the way, said keep them coming. Yeah. <laughs> so it was always a lot of fun. And I, then I will we, say, Jim, that we always tried to figure a way to not invite you. To things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just it couldn't. Just, there was too many, too much politics. Yeah, yeah. too much politics. Uh, <laughs> so this year was the first year. That it was at my place because it's a new place and they they don't live in their old apartment anymore. It just seemed the most convenient to do. Mm-hmm. 
and it and it worked out pretty good. We have a, a backyard and stuff, so it was it was nice. Yeah, um, no, it was it was great. I mean, it, they keep getting better. The turkey, you know, people are doing a better job of cooking. We had deep fried turkey. That's well, that's what I'm getting to. Is uh, the deep fried and turkey. well, also Jim and Rob uh, make incredible beer, and that was a, a really extraordinary contribution this year. Um, yeah, it came out good. Getting better. You guys did a great job. Cheers. Thank you. The Come centerpiece. On, Come on, Shay. I don't have a bottle. Come on, Shay. Um, so the, the main thing okay. is we decided. And probably over the summer when we started talking about it, we decided, you know what we should do? We should fry a turkey. Because mm-hmm. everyone was always like, oh, it's so good. It's, oh, my God, you'll never go back. So, like, you know what? This is stupid. We should do it. We want to buy a turkey fryer for our beer making anyway, which we've used the last two batches. So, mm-hmm. totally good investment. So, we're like, all right, let's do it. But the thing Take is, everyone I ever mentioned this to leading up to it had their own fucking disaster story. Which they've read online, like, oh, I heard that that's the number one reason people burn their houses down. I heard it's blah 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 deaths, and I heard they explode. Like, mm-hmm. Better make sure it's not frozen. It's gonna blah 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 blah, and like, lots of blah blah blahs. I, I didn't hear the end of it for a month. Every time I mentioned, like, oh, we're gonna fry a turkey, like, oh, Bob, be careful. It's as if they know, but like, they've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to report that we took a lot of precautions. I, Josh Briggs helped us out. He actually bought the bird. Brought the Cajun seasonings and everything to do it. We bought, we had a big bucket of sand in case it was a grease fire because the water wouldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. We had safety goggles. You could say that you guys <laughs> were successfully scared straight. Yeah, well, we were. Yeah, I was terrified. I think that, at, um... at this point, I was assuming it was going to be like a horrible, violent reaction. We had safety goggles. We had like big gardening gloves to hold the, the, the pole that we're going to lower the turkey into the pot with. It was like, there is documentation of this. There's like oh, yeah. like a, a bunch of people standing in a circle as Jim and Josh lower a turkey into a right. steeping yeah. bed of Video oil. and still yeah. pictures. I'll, I'll upload some of those to the Facebook. Uh, and the point is that, sure, I mean, we do, we're doing it. it we, when we dropped the turkey in, there was a little bit of grease that sort of overflowed over the top. Because, you know, it's like when you drop anything in grease, it's going to start bubbling and going crazy. It, so, like, that happened. But it wasn't anything nuts, and we had the piece of carbon underneath it. And, like, we didn't even come close to burning the house down. We didn't need safety goggles. We definitely didn't need gloves or any of that stuff. So the point is, before you give some warnings to people, why don't you just, like, forget about it? We're not idiots. <laughs> we're not drunken, and we're not stupid. And it wasn't anything. It's like, it's like saying, like, oh, you know, it's like it's probably more dangerous to have a fire in your fireplace than it is to fry turkey outside in the backyard. It's like, yeah, I saw so many it's the worst thing that can happen. But, like, having a, a, being a fan of fail blog, I know people do some really stupid shit. So I don't think the warnings were for you. And the warnings that were coming from people who had never done it before and have, like, have been scared. Well, those people straight. are paranoid. Yes. They're like, be careful, dude, be no, careful. Okay. It was like, yeah. Well, no, here's the thing. I think everyone likes to be dramatic, A. Yeah. B, yeah. The biggest thing is just not to be casual about something that, that can... Have your house burned down because I think that the guy, the guy that I work with or used to work with, a uh, really really good man named Chris Biggs. I think you guys were in touch with him or forwarded on some emails that had kind of laid everything out. Oh about yeah, yeah, yeah. The process of doing it, and he, uh, the first time he ever fried a turkey, he, it wasn't him. It was like his stepbrother, and uh, he didn't really do any research. He just took the turkey out of the freezer and was like, Oh, oh yeah, it's so hot. I know the frozen thing is bad. That yeah, makes it explode. It's so hot that it'll just melt the. Frozen turkey, that won't be a problem. Which is put, sort of reasonable logic, because they well, eat exactly. frozen chicken wings in a restaurant. The, the point is that if you're dealing with, like, highly combustible, you know, boiling oil, yeah, right. you know, 
don't fuck around. Like, look into it a little bit. And so, of mm-hmm. course, he put the turkey in and it blew up. And fortunately, they had a second turkey going. But and one more. Killed. But he didn't burn no. the house down either, by the way. No, Even no. that's like the worst case I mean, scenario when he, he didn't did, burn the he house didn't, down. Yeah, he did suffer third degree burns on his face. Oh. <laughs> um, and he did burn off his eyebrows. Yikes. The goggles do nothing. Yeah, the goggles do nothing. My eyes. <laughs> um, uh, one last thing I will say about the deep fried turkey is, uh, I think it was Chris Souza who is legitimately expecting like fried chicken. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what he thought the fried turkey was going to be. And that's yeah, I, I want to say it was delicious, that, Jim. It was really, really was. good. I thought it was good. I think we let it rest a little too long, though. We kind of mm. fucked up the timing a little bit because we had never. Like we, thought, we, our logic was pretty good, and the timing was working out because we also had an oven roasting turkey as well, mm. and all that timed out. But no one factored in how long it would take to heat up all the other stuff. So one time you're supposed to let the turkey rest for like 45 minutes after you take it out of the oil. It rested for like an hour and a half before we served yeah. it. Yeah, and it was like it tasted great, and it wasn't really dry, but it wasn't any more moist than the oven turkey. And it's supposed to be that's the whole thing. It's supposed to be super juicy when you mm-hmm. fry it, and I think it might have been. If we had timed it a little bit better. But it still was delicious. Mm-hmm. It, but it was hard to compare because the oven turkey was rosemary and the fried turkey was Cajun style. So like, yeah, it was like apples flavors. to origin. Yeah. I definitely origin. think that it's something that we should try again. No, oh, absolutely. Knowing yeah. what we know. Oh, absolutely. We're, oh, we'll definitely do it again. Yeah, no doubt about it. Right? And, and everyone should if they can. But, but follow those safety things. Follow the safety rules. But don't freak out over it. And also, it takes a fucking long time to heat up that oil. It was like... Almost an hour and a half to get the oil up to temperature. It took forever. So and keep that in mind, too, when you're fact-drinking your timing. That was, it was long. I thought it would be like 20 minutes, maybe. Because the thing we have, the burner, it's like a Bunsen burner, almost. It's uh, it's like a lab experiment. It's crazy. Let that be a tip for you. Yeah. Pro tip. Mm. Give yourself some time. Yes, sir. When you want to get that Earl of Berlin. <laughs> mm. You follow? You catch my drift? I don't, I don't. Right. Well, that wasn't much of a story. That was more just me bitching about everyone giving me a like, basically treating me like a well, retard that was going to burn my house down. Yeah. It's obviously been in your mind. I heard it from like thirty different people. We're like, be careful, dude. It's like you don't even know. You just read on CNN three years ago. People burn the house. Like, I read that article too. All right, I'm not an idiot. We did fine. Ah, you ever see? Uh, you ever see uh, John Stewart's uh, video on chat roulette? No. Kind of the same thing. It's like, you know, when, when Chat Roulette, like, all of a sudden in one week became, like, this uh, craze sensation, but, like, mostly just by news programs. Like, they were doing a thing on it. Like, what is this Chat Roulette thing? It's so weird and crazy. Like, what, what is You're that Twitter? in front of your computer, and you can connect with anyone, and what's going to happen? And the dangers of Chat Roulette. Right, right. You know, so, of course, it's like... Yeah. The dicks. All of these... Yeah. All of these... Yeah, yeah. People going on... And you, you know, newscasters, and you see their faces, they're looking at their computer, and they get grossed out. Yeah. And they're like, I'm not even going to tell you what I'm looking at. And Stuart's like, I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> it dicks. The guy's dead. They're looking at penises. And of course, it's better because they bleep it out. Yeah, right, right, right. And he's like, you're looking at... And uh, he does a funny little piece where he goes on to chat roulette, uh, and he is like, he just bumps into only newscasters like you got diane sawyer and katie couric to come on and <laughs> katie Couric is great she's like oh great uh, uh john you're just in time i, I want to do an interview you mind if i interview and he's like sure that sounds great katie Couric's like and chat roulette the new scourge sensation with 
with sleazeball dirt bags, you know, voyeuristic crap. And and I've gotten one of the sleazeballs to interview right now. He's with us live. Say hi. John, John, that's your cue. Oh, and, and then she showed him her dick. Yeah, her ass. And it was majestic. That was great. Brian Williams is great. He comes on and he's like, I'm definitely not cruising. I'm just reporting on it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I don't know. What are you talking about? <laughs> that guy's funny. I like that Brian Williams. He is funny. He is a, a stand-up funny guy. Mm-hmm. Not a stand-up comedian, mind you. No. He's a stand-up a, and funny guy. A comedic uh, person. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll then we'll, we'll bring this baby home. Okay. And we're back for our last segment, Lessons Learned. What did we learn, gentlemen? I think we learned that you should listen to that inner voice. Mm -hmm. Whether it's telling you, I don't want to, I shouldn't go on this roof, or like, I'm fine frying the turkey. Like that. Listen to your inner voice. Go with your gut. Yep. Like, I think I'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, yeah. I don't know about this. Like, you know, it's kind of... Yeah. Especially once you have enough life experience. You know, to know. Yeah. But, I, but it's that's also really good the whole to take thing. risks. Well, well, you know, we have, we have good risks and bad risks. Yes. We have Jim and Josh and uh, uh, you, you fellas taking a good risk. And Rob to a, a big Rob, extent. Uh, to I didn't have anything deciding to, do to deep fry the turkey, you know. You guys were like, we can handle this. We'll do a little research. Yeah. We'll figure it out. People do this. It's kind of a semi-common act. Very common. However, myself, at the tender age of uh, almost 16, getting getting on the roof, uh, you know, in the middle of the night, uh, questionable. Questionable Not the worst idea in the world. You didn't know that they were criminals breaking into that building. Or the cops would be all crazy. But still. Yeah, I did know enough. I mean, you know, no trespassing signs everywhere and like. We had to hop a fence to get into the, you know, we we knew it was bad. Yeah, yeah, kids, yeah, kids don't break into places. I, just I, don't break into places. No, Respect I, the signage. I will okay? say that I left yeah. out part of the story as well. That's all I'm gonna say. All right, fair enough. Um, I don't know. I don't. Know. Well, that yeah. seems to be. That's like pretty much the gist. Yeah, you look it up, and then, you know, also a lesson. We'll say this. Remember that kids are kids, and they're going to be doing dumb stuff all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, you know, accept it. you got to teach them, but uh, don't be too hard on them either. Yeah, that's true. And also what I was going to say is that deep-fried turkey is delicious. Yes. yes it's worth the risk. Mm-hmm. Except the only part that sucks that I forgot to mention is that you kind of want to monitor it all the time, because since you have a big five-gallon or seven-gallon drum of, you know, boiling oil... I had to sit outside and watch that, literally watching a pot boil for, like, the entire hour and a half, because somebody had to do it, and everyone else was setting up the house. I was like, well, well no, I guess I'll sit outside and watch this while yeah. it's burning. You know? know what you can do? You can listen to a podcast it's true. when you do that. It's true. And, and I will say this, the burning oil, well, not burning oil, but the boiling oil smells oh, really it good. Oh, so good. Because that was, like, pure, clean oil, too. Like, never been cooked in, or nothing had been cooked in it, so, it, oh, it's great. And the turkey itself. Well, anyway... If you have your fried turkey suggestions or recipes, you can write them into oldmenonthemountain at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Or you can also find us at Twitter at oldmenpodcast or on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And Lucas, you can maybe someday listen to his interview series 
I believe it's called the beverage of your choice. Or tell tell us a little bit more about it. Tentatively, yes. In, in in just a brief terms, it's it's an archival project. I really want to document just kind of what it's like to hang out with my good friends, and uh, I let them pick the beverage because I just think it's it's really nice and to share a beverage with someone. Uh, you know, just you say, oh, we, you know, we had a crazy day that day. We were drinking uh, Maker's Mark. You know, we yeah. went all night and just. You know, sitting down and... and uh, fucked all night. Yeah, fucked yeah. all night. I'll tell you, I'm sorry, Craig, the gym was better. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. My heart just was kidding. Oh, just yeah. kidding. No, but uh, well, seriously, uh, it's, uh, it's been a really interesting process because when you put a microphone in front of someone uh, and then you start asking them like legitimate questions and you're aware of the microphone, much like this, uh, you... Conversation goes... Uh, very interesting place. It's been a, a really awesome project. Uh, Carol's coming over tomorrow. I'm going to interview her. Cool. Cool. Nice um, so, yeah, it's just with we don't have much time, or you guys don't have much time. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm hijacking it again. Yes, well, um, see, the, the one difference, it, it's a different format because right. there is pretty much the only limitation is it's like, Jesus Christ, you've been talking for three hours. I think I need to go home. But that's pretty mm-hmm. much that's the, that's the only limit where. We try to keep these within it, you know, the hour boundary because you I mean how much how much yammering can you guys really listen to? I, I know. Well, also, you know, and, and and even just doing this is I, I had to remember to focus myself because when I'm doing uh, my thing, it's not necessarily intended for public consumption. Tangents are encouraged, and we right. kind of go wherever we want. Well, encourage tangents? Is, no, you guys do encourage. I'm just talking about when I was telling my right. story. Right, right. I'm remembering that this is intended to be listened to by people, and I want them to actually listen to it. I don't want them to be like, oh, he's talking about some, doing some dumb Seinfeld voice. Right, right, right. Somewhere else now. It's interesting. Anyway. It is different. It's different approaches. And fun either way. And and this was, this was great. I really, I really like the idea of, uh, of doing something like this. It it seems uh, much more challenging to me uh, for for what I, everything I just said. Um, So I I applaud you guys for doing it. Thank you. And it's been fun. Word up. Um, I would uh, like to say that uh, thank our listeners uh, again every week. We uh, more and more, and we appreciate it. And uh, and if you could do us yet another favor, if you get us, uh, if you're downloading off of iTunes or you subscribe, and if you can, feel free to give us a rating uh, or a review. The more ratings we get, you know, the more likely that someone might else we might be recommended or. Or featured on another person's page who might get more views and blah 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 and uh, so that would be great if not that's okay too thank you for listening yeah and you know if you like it tell your friends why not oh yeah they might like it yeah. I don't know <laughs> guys I like your podcast and I'm telling any of my friends out there I like old man on the mountain well you yeah. can tell them not on the podcast <laughs> think it's not going to work <laughs> if they don't know about it yet that's the thing uh, yeah, yeah. We oh are I didn't realize that all right well. Thank you, listeners. Thank you. And thank you, Lucas. Oh, thank you. We'll see you thank next you, week. Thank you, everyone. Come on, Shay. Come on, Shay. Come on, Shay.